0: Christmas has come and gone, but the Super Bowl is quickly approaching. We've seen just what our teams are capable of this season, and now it's time to get your last bets in before the bowl. Will the Ravens be able to get it done? Will Brady and the Patriots get themselves another ring? I bet you have a feeling. Head over to mybookie.ag to make your predictions a reality. MyBookie is one of the most trusted in the industry. If you're looking for a sports book to make some bets for the bowl games, MyBookie is where you want to go. Football not your thing? No worries, MyBookie's got it all, from the NHL to the Premier League. They've got the fastest payouts, best promotions, and very helpful 24-7 customer service. You can even pool your bets together for a bigger payout. Let's say you got a couple of big favorites this week. Parlay Wagers let you bet multiple games together, and if they all come through, you win big. MyBookie has more lines and better odds for the player than any other sportsbook around. If you join right now, MyBookie will match your deposit halfway, all the way up to $1,000. That means if you deposit $2,000, you'll get an extra thousand in free money to play with. All you have to do is use our promo code THPN to activate the offer. Once again, the promo code is THPN to get your extra cash from MyBookie. Bet, win, get paid. Welcome to the Bolts Broadcast, a brand new hockey podcast all about the Tampa Bay Lightning as a part of the new Hockey Podcast Network. My name is Mike Mitchelson, and joining me today, as always, Chase Croshaw. How you doing today, Chase? Doing great. Ready to talk some good old Tampa Bay Lightning hockey. How are you? I am doing quite swell. Uh, we had a pretty good week, but we'll get on to that a little bit later. Today, we've got news, game review, and preview going to look at some stats and standings, see how our Tampa Bay Lightning team is doing, and then we'll end it with a poll reminder and a hockey name of the day. Uh, so Chase, first off, we're going to talk about news, of course, and uh, there has been some uh, uh, news about the Olympics and how Gary Bettman is just a clown. Yeah, I mean, you pretty, pretty much got it there,
1: so I got, I got a tweet from... Alan Walsh, who is a player agent, uh, I, I like the the way he put everything. Uh, so I'll, I'll I'll probably read his tweet directly here really quick. Per report on at Hockey Night, Hockey Night Canada, the IOC, the International Olympic Committee, and the IHF, the International Ice Hockey Federation, have addressed all of the NHL's major concerns with sending players to the Olympics, including travel expenses and marketing rights. Batman's long-running phone excuses for not sending players has just fallen apart. So pretty much what they're saying here is that the IOC and IHF have agreed to they're gonna pay for the players to come to come over uh, they're gonna p- pay for their flights they're gonna uh, pay to send them back they're gonna cover and like you know the insurance if they get hurt they're gonna let the NHL have marketing rights NHL is gonna be able to put their logo all over the Olympics all over the NH all over the ice excuse me uh, so like really everything that Gary Bettman said was holding them back was just clarified by the IOC that they're willing to work with the NHL. So there really isn't much excuse other than owner greediness to not have players in the Olympics.
0: Yeah, exactly. And hopefully we get a response soon from the NHL saying, you know, we're going to let players go over to the Olympics. Now, I mean, Chase, you and I have talked about it before on this show that we think it's foolish that the NHL is going to have preseason games overseas but they're not going to let their players go to the Olympics. That's not how you grow the sport of hockey. That's just being stupid. Uh, now that this comes out, hopefully Gary Bettman is like, okay, now we'll do it because we got called out.
1: Absolutely. Like honestly, no one gives a damn about preseason games. Like, no, like it's sure it's great. Like it's great for the, the the teams. They can see you know see some of their guys in action and try to make the teams. But when it comes to like fans, you know the casual are like oh I can, I can see this prospect really quick for a game or two. Sure, whatever, that's fine. But going over to China to see you know have the LA Kings send over three NHL players and then 17 AHL and ECHL players. Like, is, that's not the way to promote the game. The way they promote the game has put the best players on the ice and these international waters and these international stages, just these worldwide stages, you know, in China where there's a you know, humongous population, you know, especially with the way China is implementing hockey like into schooling, like you're, like you're forced to play hockey as part of the curriculum. Now they're trying to, you know, build up this program, trying to get participation going, maybe have, uh, like it's it's going to be – it's pretty short time away until the Olympics. They're not going to have anybody come from their school program now to make the Olympics, but they're trying to build the team better for the future. They have a lot of people. They have a lot of resources there where they can really do that, and it's dumb that the NHL thinks that, oh, a preseason game where I can have seven guys who combined for 1,000 penalty minutes in the AHL last year and will never play in the NHL. You know, I'll, Let's go put them in front of these guys. No, that's, that's not how you grow the game. You're going to grow the game by the Olympics – by putting the best product on the ice possible. Sorry, that was a little bit of a rant there.
0: Yeah, I mean, I agree with you, Chase. Um, I I feel like most people were pretty annoyed, except for maybe, you know, the Russians, because... They still have great teams with the KHL coming over, but most most people are, are very annoyed. The Americans, the Canadians, very annoyed that they weren't able to have their best players representing the country. So unfortunate. There, we now move on to talk about the coronavirus. I'm sure everyone has heard about the coronavirus. Uh, stay safe out there. But uh, it's actually affecting more than just health. It's uh, affecting our game as well. Yeah,
1: this, this is a kind of wild story that. You don't really think about these type of things when these kind of outbreaks happen. You think about the people's health, which obviously, you know, like health first, health above everything, health and family, all, all that type of stuff. But with the coronavirus being so widespread, you know, uh, around China right now and so much growing concern, like a lot of cities and factories are shut down, that the supply of NHL sticks is like actually like becoming a concern. Like right now, there's no new sticks coming in. And. Keep in mind, like NHL players can't just use a stick to go buy in a store. A stick you buy in a store is designed for someone who, you know, they're they're not built like a professional athlete. If someone use, if someone in the NHL used a stick that they just they bought at, you know, Piranis Hockey World, one shot, it like it's gonna disintegrate because it's just not built to make it. They gotta build these sticks custom. They gotta build them a lot stronger. So, like, I mean, maybe players start running out of sticks, and we're, we're gonna we're gonna see some interesting uh, results because of this. If you know, something doesn't get figured out soon.
0: Yeah, it's pretty unfortunate. We'll see how this progresses. Uh, up next in the news, Chase. I think it was a couple months back ago, maybe two months back. Uh, we had some unfortunate news uh, involving Brandon Manning and Boko Imama. Well, this time coming into the news, it's a it's a little bit more. I don't want to say positive because it's not like good to just see someone get. Beat the hell out of, but at the same time, it was pretty cool to see.
1: No, i, I honestly, Brandon Manning is a guy who has a reputation for not really being the cleanest player on the ice. You know, he he hurt Connor McDavid. Uh, he he uses rachel slur against uh, Boko Mama, former Tampa Bay Lightning uh, prospect. So Boko Mama and Brandon Manning finally face each other. It happened about a month ago uh, that they, they they get to face each other again, and you, Mama hummled him. Like he he f- fed him breakfast, lunch, dinner, and a midnight snack, and I'm sure that was probably the, the most rewarding thing that Bokey mama's like, ever felt in his hockey career.
0: Oh yeah, most definitely, and I don't want to compare this to my victory in Call of Duty against Trash Talkers a couple days ago, but honestly, when 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 people are attacking you personally and you're able to just spin it back around and just absolutely embarrass them there's no better feeling so probably great for Imama there but at the same time I don't know I just saw the fight I didn't see what led up to it so if both drop gloves then and like both wanted to go then that's awesome but if Imama say jumped Brandon Manning, kinda like how Sean Thornton jumped Brooks orpic uh geez, it's probably like a decade ago now. Um, I I don't support that. You can't be jumping people unless they actually want to go. So I don't know the full context, maybe you do, but uh, you know, if it if it was a go for both of them, both of them wanted to fight, then that's awesome. That's great to see Imama get his revenge.
1: If I'm not mistaken, it was kinda kinda like the whole Matthew Kachuk and Zach Hassan thing where Mackie Chuck went up to him and said, "All right, I, I, I gotta fight you. I know that, and let's do it." So I, I'm, if I'm not mistaken, that's kind of how it went down. Um, I, I only saw the like half a second before the fight actually started, and it looked like it was pretty consensual at the end of the day. So, uh, you know, no harm, no foul.
0: All right, good. That's good to hear. Uh, So, Chase, now we move on to some more, a lot of a lot of news this this episode. So, next up, Chase, we get to talk about Tampa Bay specifically, and uh, they they kind of have a special week for us and the hockey community.
1: Absolutely. So, uh, you know, around around the country. Uh, it's like hockey week in, in America. It's just starting to go on. Uh, and right now we got hockey week in Tampa Bay going on. Today, February 9th, it officially kicked off with a little alumni skills competition featured, you know, a cu- couple names such as Vinny Cavier, Martin St. Louis, uh, where, you know, they, they played just had a little skills competition uh, at, at Emily put on a nice little show for the fans. So for the next, uh, I believe it is eight days, that's up until the 17th, yeah, eight days. So up until February 17th, there's gonna continually be stuff around the Tampa area at Emily Arena celebrating Hockey Week in Tampa. So just be sure to check out those. Anybody that's in the area, be sure to check out those festivities.
0: Yeah, and that's it's such a cool thing because when you have teams down in you know the southern areas like Arizona, Tampa, Florida. You don't get as much love as you do, you know, up in the north or even in Canada when it comes to hockey. So when you have events like this that are going to cater to everyone, it's really cool to see. It's going to grow the game, and it's just a phenomenal thing.
1: Oh, absolutely, yeah. This is a great way to, you know, grow the game in these warm, smaller markets. You you got to reach out to the community, getting as much community outreach and community uh, interaction. I guess would be the word I'm looking for. You know, the, the more you have that, the more likely the game's gonna grow in those areas.
0: Yeah, exactly. So that's it for news, guys. Um, I guess to recap, stay safe out there. Stay away from the coronavirus. If you're down in Tampa, go make sure to check out Hockey Week in Tampa Bay, because. That's awesome, and then we will be back with you guys if we get a response from Gary Bettman or the NHL about the Olympics. But now, Chase, we're going to move on to a game review and preview. We'll start off with a game review, and boy, oh, boy, we had a phenomenal week this week.
1: Yeah, I mean, no no need to complain. You know, we're finally really rolling. You know, we had that first half of the season that we've always been talking about. We talk about it almost every episode and we're, you know, it's finally all coming together. And it, you know, it's, it's just, everything is just perfect right now. Like, honestly, that's the right way to put it. Everything's coming together. The offense is clicking, the defense clicking, the goaltending has been terrific. Uh, so it's going to be fun talking this week.
0: Yeah, exactly. So first up, Chase, we got the Vegas Golden Knights. This was on Tuesday, February 4th. And this one is a victory, 4-2. to Absolutely. So,
1: a great four-two win. uh Started out with, you know, a, a decently quick, like about ten minutes into the game. Tampa Bay goal, Vegas answers. uh We take the lead again, back to one. It goes a little back and forth. uh Eventually leading to a four-two win. You know, the only issue with this game is we did not have a lot of shots and that. This is, you know, one game where I felt like we could have could have done a little more offensively. But at the end of the day, capitalized on our chances. Only getting 18 shots on that in a game is pretty concerning, but at the end of the day, you got to look at it as, okay, we capitalize on all of our chances, so that means the offense is really rolling.
0: Yeah, exactly, and another thing you like to see, the faceoff percentage, our Tampa Bay team hasn't been phenomenal when it comes to the faceoff dot this season, and it, faceoffs are so important because it really gives control of the puck to Whichever team wins it, uh, possession time is very important, and not only hockey but all sports. And it's nice to see that our faceoff percentage was up in this game, fifty-nine percent to forty-one percent against the Golden Knights. Our penalty kill continues to be phenomenal. We went three for three on the penalty kill. Um, but like you said, Chase, with the shots, that's the only thing that concerns me right now. Mark Andre Fleury, we're not gonna get, we're not gonna verse him again where he's gonna let up four goals through only 18 shots. Marc-Andre Fleury is a, a world-class goalie. He had a down game. We got lucky to say uh, we are able to put four past him on only 18 shots.
1: No, no, that, that's fair. Uh, one thing I do also got to mention, uh, yeah, they got in the power play, no power play goals, only only one opportunity, but the penalty kill went three for three. So n- another game where just power plays have been clicking. It's something that I've seen, like, not I, that we've seen a lot, Really, in these last few Tampa games, just the power plays for both teams haven't really been too effective.
0: Yeah, exactly. Our penalty kill has been tremendous. Power play has not, and that actually continues on into the next game against the Pittsburgh Penguins. This one was a four to two victory, just like against the Vegas Golden Knights. But as I said, with the special teams, we were five for five on the penalty kill, absolutely phenomenal. But oh for four on the power play.
1: Yeah, I, I I don't know what's going on. It's it's almost like there's too much star power on the power play. Uh, I, as we're talking about this Pittsburgh game, there has not been a power play goal for the Tampa Bay Lightning since our 3-2 loss against Minnesota on January 16th. So, you know, that, that's a pretty good streak without a power play goal for a team that's this offensively talented. But regardless, we're winning. You know, shots were 29-31 in Pittsburgh's favor. Uh, ended up being a pretty even game, a game where Tampa Bay just happened to capitalize on their chances a little bit more. Uh, a game that I, I thought we deserved to win, Personally, we de- definitely have been working hard. Uh, Matt Murray played this game, correct?
0: Yes, Matt Murray played.
1: Yeah, so Matt, Matt, Mur- Matt Murray, he, like, he played uh, f- fairly well, if, if I remember correctly. Um, so, you know, it, it was good to get this win, though, against a pretty hot Pittsburgh team.
0: Yeah, exactly. And, you know, we talked about it in our preview, talking about between the Penguins and the Lightning, and talked about how... Whichever goalie we face, we think that could determine the outcome. Well, we played Matt Murray, who was the goalie we preferred to face, because uh, Matt Murray just has not been as good as Tristan Jari this year and really has struggled since winning back-to-back Stanley Cups. Uh, what is that, three years ago now? Jesus, My gosh, time goes by fast. Um, but yeah, Matt Murray, he is phenomenal when it comes to, you know, cross-crease, super-athletic and stuff. But if you have pure snipers on your team, such as Steven Stamkos, Nikita Kucherov, both had goals in this game, Uh, you can put one past his high glove easily. That's obviously or easily the weakest point of Matt Murray's game. So it's nice that we had to or that we got to face him in this game. Uh, We get the dub and that's really all we can ask for against a Penguins team who was, I think, in third place in the whole league at the point of this game.
1: Yep, yeah, I mean, you got it, got it on the head there. The next game against the very sound defensively New York Islanders uh, was a 3-1 victory for the Tampa Bay Lightning, a game that worried me a little bit personally going in, but we ended up really kind of being the dominant team in this one. Shots were 30-18 to in our favor. Uh, yet again, you know, like, faceoffs offs are pretty even, but a lack of power plays for each team, one penalty each side, uh, like or one power play each side, I should say. The Islanders capitalized on the power play. Their only goal is power play goal. We didn't score a power play goal. Still no power play goal since the game against Minnesota. But at the end of the day, a game where we played better than them and we got rewarded with the win.
0: Yeah, exactly. And the one thing that I'd like to point out over these past three games is the star power of this team. It's really taken over. Braden Point, he had a goal in this game. He also had a goal in the first game against Vegas. Steven Samkos had a goal against the Islanders here. He also had a goal against the um, Penguins, excuse me. Kucherov, he scored. He gets an assist in this one. Our star players are really showing up, and it's awesome to see, as well as Andre Vasilevsky. We haven't mentioned him yet, but I think it's just... We're starting to get used to him being an absolute stud again. He's really become uh, an extremely high talent again. He struggled in the first half of the season, uh, but now he's he should most definitely be back in the conversation with the Vesna. Uh, these last three games, he's been absolutely phenomenal for us, and we're very excited to see it continue.
1: Oh, absolutely! And right now, Vasilevsky himself is on an 18-game point streak. So that means you know, in those games, like he. The only losses he suffered were in overtime shootout, so 18-game point streak for Vasilevsky while the Tampa Landing are back on a six-game winning streak. So let's let's just keep this
0: rolling. Yeah, I think it's absolutely tremendous. And Chase, when we did a preview last week on Monday, we talked about this week as, at least I said, and I, I believe you agreed with me, I could easily see this going an 0-3 week. Uh, I can see that more easily than I could see a 3-0 and week for our Tampa Bay team. Well, it happened to be a 3-0 week, and man, I love looking stupid when it results are like this.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I, I got no complaints, that's for
0: sure. Yeah, exactly. All right, Chase, let's now move on to a game preview. This week, we start on Monday the 10th, and we are away for this game. We got a, a quick back-to-back road trip to Columbus first and then to Pittsburgh. So, Chase, what do you think about these two games? So to start with Columbus,
1: uh, they're a team who have just been absolutely rolling. The play of Alvis Mears-Lickens has been just stupid. Like, he ha- has been tremendous. This Columbus team very well might make the playoffs. A team that last year went all in, flopped, you know, pr- pretty quickly, like, didn't really go on much of a run. You know, they ended up doing a little bit of damage in the playoffs, obviously, as we know, but, uh, you know, didn't go get that cup run like they were trying to get last year. The roster significantly weakens, but they already have 30 wins on the year, and the goaltending has just been superb. The defense has been superb. The forwards have kicked it where they needed to. So this is a game where you know I I have some concern if uh, if Elvis is in that and is playing out of his mind like he has been, this very well could be a win for the Blue Jackets. But I'm gonna say that we're just we're also rolling too hot right now and have too much offensive power that this is a win for the Tampa Bay Lightning.
0: Yeah, I'm going to agree with you here. I assume that Vasilevsky will get the start in this game against Columbus and uh, our team's been rolling and that's been without a power play. So if we can get the power play working a little bit better, uh, our team's going to be an absolute dominant force to play against. So, I'm going to give a win against the Columbus Blue Jackets who, like you said, have looked really good and a lot of credit of that goes to John Tortorella, their coach. I think one of the two in the running right now for the Jack Adams, I think the other would be the coach we played next with the Pittsburgh Penguins, Mike Sullivan.
1: Yeah, I, I think personally right now, if Columbus makes the makes the playoffs, I can't even make any sort of argument for for the call or for the Jack Adams, excuse me, going to anybody other than John Tortorella with how depleted that roster really is. Like there's like they're really like Like, Wierenski and and Jones are great defensemen. uh, Ryan Murray's a solid defenseman. The goaltending's been great. But there really isn't, like, a true just, like, star player on the team, let alone few star players. So the fact that they've done what they have, you know, I think he's the runaway candidate right now to make playoffs.
0: Yeah, I agree with you there. The reason I put Mike Sullivan in, I mean, we talked about it a couple times when we have faced the Pittsburgh Penguins or even when we did a team-by-team comparison with the Penguins. They've just had so many injuries and for them to be top five in the league right now is absolutely absurd. You know, they are without Malkin, they are without Crosby. They've been without Jake Gensel for a while and he's not coming back. So uh, both teams have tremendous coaching and both are tremendously tough teams to be able to do what they're doing with the, uh, you know, lack of scoring because of injuries or because of lack of star power with the Columbus Blue Jackets. So um, both really good teams. We have the Tampa Bay Lightning beating Columbus on Monday. But for Tuesday, Chase, who do you have, the Penguins or our Tampa Bay Lightning?
1: I got to lean the Penguins on this one, just, you know, coming off of back-to-back. I know the travel isn't very far between Ohio and Pennsylvania, but it's still travel. Uh, So back-to-back games with travel, playing two tough opponents, it's not going to be an easy win against Columbus, so I I imagine this game will probably end up a pretty close game, but I would probably say it's more of a loss than a win.
0: Yeah, I'm going to agree with you here, Chase. I'm also going to give it a loss. If Vasilevsky plays in the first game, and then uh, a day later, not even 24 hours later, technically 23 hours and a half later, we're playing the Pittsburgh Penguins... Mcaliny's most likely going to get that start if Vasilevsky plays against Columbus. I think it's not looking very good, and I would assume that the Penguins go with Jari this time, you know, or they played with Murray only five days prior to this one, and it didn't work out very well. So I'm assuming we're going to have a Jari versus McElhinney, um matchup, and I would give that to Jari and the Penguins. Yeah, agreed. All right, Chase, let's move on now to Thursday. We're back home in Tampa Bay, and this is against the Edmonton Oilers, who have one of the best players in the league, and then some scrub named Connor McDavid. True,
1: true. And that best player in the league that you're talking about is Ethan Bear, right?
0: Yes, exactly.
1: Yeah. First of all, that Ethan Bear kid is a stud. I'm a huge fan of this game. But let's move on from that. Uh, I think this is a game where our campaign lightning went actually pretty handily. I know Dreisaitl, and McDavid are still scoring at a pretty high rate. Uh, I just, I, I will never be a fan of the of their goaltending, and I think they're like defensively too. That you know, it's it's pretty concerning. I think our star power is just too much for them to handle. I know McDavid, Dreisaitl will probably each get you know three or four points on their own, but I still think it's a game that we end up outscoring them.
0: Yeah, I agree with you here. And honestly, with the way Vasilevsky's playing, wouldn't be surprised at all if it ends with like a 5-2 victory for our Tampa Bay Lightning. Vasilevsky has been phenomenal, like we said. I think he could even shut down the top two scorers in the league right now. I agree. All right, Chase, we now move on to our last game of the week. This takes place Saturday, February 15th. At home again. It's a four o'clock game. Afternoon games are kind of iffy for a lot of teams. This time we have the Philadelphia Flyers.
1: Yeah, so we're playing uh, a, a pretty good Flyers team. You know, like the, they aren't like um, amazing. They aren't completely terrible. Uh, Quadro just hit eight hundred points. Congratulations to him, by the way. Uh, th- this is a game though where Carter Hart is is currently. I think he's still out of them not mistaken. So. Um, if if he still is, and probably Brian Elliott, Brian Elliott, it's been solid at best. Uh, it's it's just it's just a game where the rosters don't match up though too much at the end of the day, and Tampa Bay Lightning are gonna take this.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. The rosters don't match up too much, but I'm gonna go with a surprise upset for the Philadelphia Flyers. Uh, like I said, the afternoon games are are very iffy for a lot of teams. I think. If the Tampa Bay Lightning somehow are able to pull off the away back-to-backs and a game against Edmonton, they're going to be cruising in on a nine-game win streak and uh, maybe not take the Flyers as serious as they should. So I'm going to give a surprise upset for the Philadelphia Flyers against our Tampa Bay Lightning. All right, now you have Nancy. I mean, hey, it is what it is. Um, And hey, honestly... Vasilevsky might even get a break because he's been an absolute monster. Maybe he needs one. And John Cooper thinks, okay, well, this Flyers team, you know, maybe not up to par with us. We'll throw McElhinney in that and then, you know, not good things happen. But, Chase, that's it for our game review and preview. We now move on to stats and standings. We'll start with standings here. And, uh, ooh, boy, we're looking quite pretty.
1: As it stands, we currently sit second in the Atlantic third in the East and third in the league with 75 points. Right now we got two games in hand with the Boston Bruins. Uh, they're currently at 80 points. So if we win those two games, uh, all of a sudden none, we'd still be a point behind. But the way we're rolling, you know, it's very, very attainable to catch them, uh, take over that number one spot in the Atlantic uh, and, and in the East, really, for that matter. So the, the way we've been playing and how our schedule is panning out for the rest of the season, you know, we're in a really damn good spot.
0: Yeah, I agree with you there. And Boston, they just lost to the worst in the league, Detroit Red Wings. So it's great, though. No, no the Red Wings are really good. They are phenomenal, Chase. They're best team in NHL history. They're only at a minus ninety-five goal differential. That's it. That's it. Not e- not even triple digits. What are you talking about? They're they're unreal. Yeah, exactly. So it, it's great news for us Tampa Bay supporters. We get to see the Boston Bruins fall to the worst team in the league for the second Uh, time of the season for the second time of the season exactly and then if you look at goal differential for all of the teams guess who's first uh the red wings no that would be our tampa bay lightning with a plus 49 goal differential it's great to see um beating the pittsburgh penguins we're able to jump over them uh we now chase like you said sit third in the league and it's just glorious, honestly. Toronto, they're not even close to us anymore. Seems like Toronto is uh I don't know what's up with them, but we we don't need to talk about Toronto. This is a Tampa Bay podcast. I do want to mention they don't have Freddie Anderson right now, so that doesn't help. Well, of course, and there's been rumors that maybe they're going to go out and get Gorgiev and, you know, the price is quite high, but, you know, I I just think this Toronto team isn't very good. You know what? Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner, John Tavares, Morgan Riley,
1: William Nylander, overrated.
0: You know what? I'm going to go with a hot take right now. Oh, boy. Br- bring it, Toronto fans. John Tavares was one of the worst signings in the past decade. That is a pretty hot take. Well, hear me out. If you don't sign John Tavares, you're able to sign some defensemen, which you desperately need right now. If you don't sign John Tavares, you're able to keep your secondary scoring in a year when you have to you know, pay the likes of, um, or within a couple of years, uh, Andreas Johnson, Gaspari and other players like that, Alex Kerfoot. So I think, and John Tavares, even though he has been productive, he hasn't been the supreme producer that they thought they were going to bring in. So John Tavares, one of the worst fits, I'll say, one of the worst fits for a signing.
1: I don't think he's an 11 million dollar player. I, I definitely don't think that. I don't. I don't think he's worth the money that he got. Uh, and I get why he wanted to go to Tampa. Or Jesus, I get why why he want to go to Toronto. Why Toronto wanted him there. You know, hometown kid and have that type of story, that type of thing Toronto like needs. But like, I get where you're saying where like that money could be better allocated elsewhere. I would not call it one of the like worst signings uh, I've ever seen. I like, get. I don't. I. Like, it's you can't call a superstar player getting signed to a contract and like producing a bad signing. You can kind of call it just like a bad decision. I wouldn't call it a bad sign. It's even more of a bad decision than anything that makes a little more sense.
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess that makes sense. I like my route better because it's gonna get a lot more attention and hate, but that's all right. We're fueled by that over here. So, uh, yeah. Off the topic of the Toronto Maple Leafs, because course is a Tampa podcast uh we're going to go back to um the league talk and move on over from standings to statistics now. So Chase, we see a very familiar name right at the top of the points leaderboard. That's Leon Draisaitl and he's actually taken a step over Connor McDavid now and you know like I said in the Edmonton preview, the, the Edmonton Oilers have a phenomenal player and then a trash player in Connor McDavid.
1: They they definitely have two very good players in the land, Ray Seidel and Conor McDavid, who are leading the statisticals for the league. Uh, got, you know, David Pasternak, Nathan McKinnon, Artem McGrann, so the same names that have been talked about all year are just on the cusp of being like, close to them. Like, there's there's still a 13-point difference between Ray and Panarin, who Panarin's the fifth right now. But, you know, they're they're still kind of creeping up there. What I like to see is Nikita Kucherov at 67, you know, cracking into that top 10. You know, that, that's someone that we, we definitely really need, and he's he's been playing really well lately.
0: Yeah, it's been phenomenal to see Nikita Kucherov take that next step. We talked about it in the previous uh, game review. Talked about how really all of our stars are stepping up. Steven Samkos, he sits 13th right now with 59 points. That's phenomenal to see. Um, can't see Brain Point. Brain Point's 30th, so... There we go. Our stars are starting to step up, starting to produce, and it's awesome to see Nikita Kucherov crack into that top 10. Hopefully we can see him start to climb up, maybe even to that top 5.
1: Yeah, 100%. And I just gotta mention that it is absolutely stupid, the rate that Alexander Ovechkin is scoring right now, and the fact that Austin Matthews also has 40 goals on the year. The fact that there's two 40-goal guys right now, and Alexander Ovechkin has, like, 30 goals in the month of January. It's it's just stupid. He... uh, I don't, I, I'm at a loss for words, honestly.
0: Yeah. I mean, Alex Ovechkin has been an absolute beast and uh, you and I think that he most definitely has the Gretzky scoring record or goal scoring record locked up in the future. And I, I think it'd be phenomenal to see. And I am so excited to continue on watching his journey to get there. So it's just been phenomenal uh, not only his whole career, and not just this season, but really everything he's ever done.
1: Oh uh, no, 100. percent And when it comes to star players, regardless of what team you're a fan of, whether you, you know you love or hate the Capitals, where you love or hate the Penguins, or you love or hate the Lightning, the Bruins, whoever, it, it doesn't it doesn't matter. These teams that have these star players, uh, like you you, you want to see them be successful. You want to see them break records. You want to see them win championships because you want to be able to. You know, tell your kids, if, if your kids grow up loving the game too, you can say, you know, I got to witness, you know, this superstar player go break Wing Rescue's record, win a championship in a, you know, like a Cinderella-type, like, career-type thing, you know. Like, regardless of how much you hate the team's players, you you have to, you got to support these types of players when they're on these type of trends, you know?
0: Yeah, I 100% agree with you, Chase. Now, if we move our focus from points to looking at the goaltenders, um... If you look at the top 10 for goals against average and save percentage, you won't see a Tampa Bay name. But once you look in a little bit deeper and sort by wins, you will see Andre Vasilevsky right there at number one with 29 wins. That's five above the next guy, who is Frederick Anderson. And Vasilevsky, we talked about it. He had an 8.98 save percentage. Absolutely brutal. Coming into the month of December, he now sits at a 9.18. absolute. Absolutely phenomenal to see the recovery happen there by him. So, uh, Andre Vasilevsky, honestly, even though he might not be in the top ten for save percentage of goals against average right now, he is most definitely a top three goalie in the league right now.
1: I'll be surprised if he's not a Vesna candidate by the end of the year, unless he like struggles again, then I'll understand it. But just the way he's playing, the numbers, you got to assume that at worst they stay where they are and they're still very good numbers, and like I have to amend that they're going to get better. So I'd be shocked if he's on Vezza can up by the end of the year.
0: Yeah, I 100% agree with you. I think right there with him, uh, maybe Connor Hellebuck with the Winnipeg Jets. He's sitting at 23 wins. That puts him tied for – or no, not even tied. that puts him third um, with a 920 save percentage. Absolutely phenomenal from him. Tuka Rask boston he's been playing phenomenal as well so i think vasilevsky should be in conversation already with the vesna that's just how good he's been in these past two months
1: no i absolutely agree and before we move on uh i do want to mention a little update in the rookie scoring right now quinn hughes and keel mccarr are tied in points quinn hughes has played 10 more games than keel mccarr but they're both tied at 41 points and quinn hughes like I, at first, I thought this was going to be a runaway award uh, for Kael McCarr for, for the Calder, but Quinn Hughes is used a lot more defensively than Kael McCarr. He's used in penalty situations. He's used in his own zone on faceoffs. He's used a lot more in all aspects of the game than Kael McCarr is, and he's scoring at a similar rate. They have the same amount of points right now, as I said. So I think, I think the battle is becoming like, increasingly bigger compared to the more runaway seen for Kael McCarr like a month ago.
0: Yeah, I agree with you, and I think the development from both these players has been phenomenal, but like you said, with Quinn Hughes playing in these uh, extra defensive areas, I think his development has kind of exceeded Kael McCarr's in this year, so awesome to see both of these guys ticking at such a high level, and it's going to be awesome to see what they can do in the future once they get older and hit their prime.
1: Oh my god, it's going to it's gonna be fun, Like, because really if you think about it, you know we've seen some great defensemen like you and I growing up. Like like I we got to see the end of you know the careers of like Nick Lindstrom, and you know we've gotten to see Eric Carlson in his prime. We're seeing Victor Hedman right now as the Tampa Bay Lightning podcast host. Drew Doughty has been a good defenseman his whole career. Duncan Keith, but really like once Nick Lindstrom retired, I wouldn't say there's there has been a defenseman who is just like true, just like unparalleled superstar first belt Hall of Fame type guy like in the league. And McCarr and Hughes could very well become those types of guys, and I'm so I'm so excited for it.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. And then you could also put Rasmus Deline in that conversation as well. Uh, these three guys look to be at a whole different level than your Victor Headman's Drew Dowdies, which is kinda crazy to think about. So, um, it's gonna be awesome to see those guys develop and hope that we can see, you know, a true franchise defenseman, which or generational defenseman, I should say, that you know we've kind of been lacking in the past, you know, decade or two. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Chase, that's it for the podcast. We now go to a poll reminder, and then we'll follow it up with hockey name of the day. So
1: this week's poll kind of piggybacks off our Thursday episode, as they usually do. How uh, actively do you follow hockey outside of the NHL? Uh, there's a couple options. Just go click one if you want to give us a little feedback on which hockey you watch, you know, that'd be great. If there's certain types of hockey, there are certain levels of hockey that you want us to cover more in the future, say, Hey, you guys should go watch some federal prospects league games, you know, and I'm, I'll say why the hell do you want us to do that, but okay, we'll think about it. Uh, so, you know, if, if you guys got, got any
0: feedback on that area, just, you know, send a, send a tweet, a foot reply. Yeah, absolutely. Make sure you guys let us know. And then if we're, able to watch it like i'm not sure i haven't looked into the khl i don't know if we're able to you know get streams of that over here but you can find them online we'll we'll try for sure so yeah make sure you guys vote in that as well as let us know if you want us to talk about any type of hockey league that you love all right chase we now move on to hockey name of the day is the name ready for me to scroll down the name is ready for you to scroll down all right perfect Another absolute filthy logo for the team. Absolutely love that. And then the name. Oh, I didn't see that third name. I only saw the first two. But we got Noah Featherstonehaw. Go. Go?
1: Noah Featherstonehaw. Like kind of like kind of like you're saying like Hoff, but like you don't feathers the off part, like the Haw. like a Haw. Like so, it's a Haw. So, so Noah Featherson Haw, Uh So this this kid is a goalie who's currently playing in the OJHL, which is the Ontario Junior Hockey League. Uh, he is playing for the Southville the Stouffville Spirit, excuse me. Right now, started the season with the Milton Menace, who have one of my favorite jerseys and logo combinations in all of hockey. Uh, new team this year, they're sick. But right now uh, with Stouffville, he's played 14 games, uh, 3.6 goals against, 8.85 save. You know, he's, he's a 20 year old uh, goalie, six three, one eighty one. Not really much prospects for hockey past this level. Maybe he can go play some, you know, Canadian university somewhere, but regardless, he just got a really cool name that I'm going to have to guess. They just put the guy on the back of the jersey. There's no way they put both names on the back. Cause that is, if I'm not mistaken, a total of 20 letters.
0: I would love to see that. We're going to have to look that up because that would be so funny, but, uh, yeah cool name i'm still not gonna try to say it again because you did a lot of "Ah," and i'm not interested in you know doing more of that so uh that's it for the episode guys we hope you enjoyed uh chase will now hit you with an outro well
1: i'm not gonna hit you that might be a little mean but i will
0: no you will hit them
1: okay i guess i'm hitting them jesus gosh all right well uh we want to thank y'all for listening you know Go to our Patreon, become a, become a patron. We'd, we'd really appreciate it. If you don't, I gotta hit hit you with my car, like Mike says. Uh, start as low as a dollar. It goes up from there. Uh, different donation levels result in different prizes. You get access to exclusive content. You know, it gives us the ability to create more content. It gives us the drive to do it. So if you help us out that way, we'd really appreciate it. You can follow us on Twitter at at bolts broadcast. That is at bolts broadcast. You can follow the hockey podcast network on Twitter at hockey podnet. That's at hockey podnet. Make sure to do that. Get in on all their giveaways. There's plenty of stuff going on all the time. Uh, you don't want to miss out on the possibility of getting free stuff, you know. Uh, go to thehockeypodcastnetwork.com. you got all 31 teams podcasts right there. You boom, just click on it. It takes you right to the podcast. Give it a listen there. Nice, easy-peasy, lemon-squeezy. Uh, wherever you're listening, rate us five stars, like the podcast, leave a comment. Uh, if there's any other way, you can rate us, do that. You know, Send us your questions on Twitter. Email us. Uh, you can You can write me a... a 10 page essay if you if if you would like and you can send that in the mail with your questions just however you can reach us you know we'd love to hear from you guys
0: yes exactly now that 10 page essay is not mandatory um we are not a college course apa Uh, format uh, okay um so yeah we appreciate you guys coming out giving us a listen if you want to be interactive with us any way you can It'll be more fun for us, hopefully more interesting for you guys as well. Any questions, we can bring them up on the podcast, maybe specifically for our Tampa Bay Lightning or maybe competitors that are trying to take over our Tampa Bay Lightning in the standings. So any way you guys can reach out to us, that'd be absolutely phenomenal. Thanks so much for listening, guys, and we'll talk to you later.